At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are off and running on a glorious Wednesday night. There you have it. For those of you watching with us, Circus Sportsbook, it is a busy evening. But, Sean, tomorrow it will be as, how do you say it, on fire? Fire? On fire. Fire. On fire. Yeah. That's... I'm on fire. Just got a goal in the Minnesota Wild game. I know. Get back to NCAA. No, no, no. Yeah, Puxtradamus is living. Look, my biggest bet tonight is on the NIT. So, you know, we're all, we're both living the best life here. Uh, we got Notre Dame Rutgers going on right now. Uh, we just bumped into Brad Evans in his money jacket. Yeah, man. Uh, Danny Kleppinger back at, uh, at Circa tonight, our good friend from last night. So, we, uh, we're having ourselves a fun evening and uh, it's just getting started. We've got our full brackets to get to a little bit later on in the show. Uh, we've got free agency frenzy in NFL. So it's a busy night. Sean's staring at his phone. I'm trying to figure out what he's going to do. So, so, I took under 133 in, in, in Notre Dame Rutgers. Not looking good so far. And that has no shot unless they literally change the height of the basket. At halftime, so it is 28-25 yes. at the under eight minute. I'm trying to figure out, out, okay, how can I not lose my money? But right now, the lowest total is like one, I think, 44 on the end game. So we could try to do your middle like you did. Nah, well, I, I, guess I, just, I just gotta wait. I gotta hope they have a lull in the action so I can make something happen. Um, As the crowd just erupted, yeah. What are they getting behind us? I think the Mavs just hit a buzzer beater. Oh, there you go. If you guys are in Vegas or on your way to Vegas, you have to come to the Circus Sportsbook. The vibe is unbelievable right now. You just never know what people are cheering about. These are the types of nights that we absolutely love, and we've got. Notre Dame and Rutgers going on as we speak uh, at the under eight media timeout with the Irish leading 28 to 25 over Rutgers. Uh, this is a funny line because it it was sticking there at Notre Dame minus one. So it opened Notre Dame minus one, went to Rutgers minus one. Then it went back to Notre Dame minus one. And then as the day went on, as we got closer and closer to tip, it goes to Rutgers minus one. So okay. it just kept bouncing back and forth between Notre Dame's slight favorite, Rutgers' slight favorite, ultimately closes 
Rutgers as a slight favorite. And honestly, that's the kind of the way this game is playing right now. It's uh, been uh, back and forth with the Irish and the Scarlet Knights. A, uh, a classic Big East rivalry back in the day. So I have <laughs> Rutgers plus two under 133. Okay. And I don't feel comfortable about either bet right now. So, <laughs> so far, both of these so teams forth. are lighting it up from the field. Uh, Notre Dame is 13 of 19 from the field, 68%. Rutgers, 11 of 18 from the field at 61%. Rutgers, 2 of 3 from 3. And Notre Dame, 2 of 5 from 3. And that is where we stand right now. Notre Dame, 3 turnovers. Rutgers, 5. Uh, it has been, it's been an entertaining game. Unless you have the under, which is uh, which is where we stand. I do have I have a little on Notre Dame. I couldn't come into the, I, you know I wore the short shirt today. I've got the cigar bet against you. I couldn't go into this game without a little something on the Irish. Uh, but it was certainly, as I said, my best bet of the night is Iona plus seven. I have Iona money line, so I actually went money line on this wager. I hope it comes home. I do. Uh, I do want to do one thing in the first Please segment. Please do. What do you got? Uh, when I started the show with you, yeah. In August of 2021, I started this initial notebook, so I have a collection of, it takes up a lot of space. Of all of my notebooks, since I played, coached, or played, did television, coached back onto television now, so. So have you always been a notebook guy? Yes, I filled up uh, one notebook entirely. Uh, As you know, I love Five Star. So we are retiring. We're retiring that notebook. It's going put in storage. We'll always have it in case we need to fact check and... (laughs) We are starting a new notebook. Well, I was. I did update our cigar bet. So that's what I was wondering. So today, we we Go always, ahead. myself, Aaron Oster, our producer, and and Sean, we have a group text yes. throughout the day. And I was wondering, it was very neat. It yes. was concise. I'm uh-huh. like, why do why did Sean redo the cigar bets? Yes. But it was uh, because yes. you have a new notebook. And so today. now, instead of having to like really like, Flip right, back. I know Page exactly one. where it's at. Yes. All right. So we're good to go. All right. So uh, 28-27, under six and a half minutes to go in the first half as uh, Rutgers. There's your, that's what you call a YOLO three, and he hit it. Uh, these two teams, it must be something about the floor tonight because the earlier game, Wright State and Bryant, uh, you know, we talked to Jim Root earlier in the week, and he liked the over, but he said, he, I played the over. I'm, I'm paraphrasing for him. He said, I played the over at the, you know, the opener, 151. It had gone up to 155. Doesn't matter where you played it. It went over everything. Wright State wins 93-82. to 82. Uh, So the uh, the Bulldogs run comes to a close. And uh, a hell of a performance from uh, Tanner Holden. Had 37 points for Wright State as yeah, they move I don't on. know how to feel about that game. Like, I felt like the referees came into the game saying, okay, based on what happened in Bryant's last game with the altercation in the stands, like – we're going to referee Bryant a whole different way. Now, granted, Bryant didn't make their shots. They missed a lot of point-blank shots. They had a lot of three-pointers in and out. They didn't shoot well. But I did feel like there was a slight bias from the referees. Did you feel that? Did you not? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, but I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, yeah. th- look. And sometimes it happens. When you have a team that got into something the previous game, like in your mind, it's like, okay, we have to be really tight on this team so nothing escalates. And I I thought early in the game, maybe leaned a little bit towards, you know, Wright State in a lot of ways. I know one thing, if Wright State got off a bus, I would not feel like that basketball team could beat me and my homies. That's the (laughs) oddest collection of of athletes I've seen that are actually really good in basketball. I hated the uh, 
special forces like snow snow uniforms that they had on the day. But yeah, those were not pretty. Yeah, but those were not pretty. They uh, did what it took. Wright State moves on to play Arizona, where I can only imagine. Uh, I don't know if we have a total yet for that one, but uh, that is going to be relatively high. We do. Uh, it is 155 and a half. Uh, for Wright State in Arizona. I wasn't impressed with Wright State. I felt like today was more about Bryant and what they didn't do as opposed to Wright State and what they did do. Well, Bryant, you know, they kind of fooled people with the performance they had against Wagner because they're actually, they shoot a lot of threes, but they don't make a lot of threes. Yeah, but they were, what, 16 and 1 down the stretch? Oh, they were, yeah, yeah they were They terrific. were rolling. Uh, but they yeah. went four. And, and what's crazy is four bad, for 24 as three. bad as they shot today, they still ended up with 82 points. Mm-hmm. They were four of 20-something from three and still scored 82 points. Yeah. Just uh, think if they go 10 of 24. <laughs> you know, so I felt like I was on the right side. It just They didn't make their threes. They didn't make their free throws. Hey, here's what it is. You by the way, Rutgers on a run now. 11-2 to two run for the Scarlet Knights as they now lead by six. Why couldn't this be halftime? Uh, over the Irish. Uh, yes, the over... Is uh, certainly looking like the right play as Notre Dame will take a quick timeout. So, so. somebody that's watching mm-hmm. or listening, or you or Aaron or somebody in a production, give me right now what a good in-game over number would be. Well, I would think you'd want to play under uh, because of the way that they're shooting right now. So my opinion would be at some point, when do you think is the right time to fire on an under, Sean? Because you look at the way that Rutgers is shooting the ball. Rutgers is now 16 of 25 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, and Notre Dame is slowing down a little bit offensively. So I would think at this pace, you would want to look at the under, not the over. And so you're looking at, yeah, live line right now is 151. I mean, that's the same total that Bryant Wright State was at open. And I have 133. So somebody hit me up. Let me know how do I not lose my money. Well, you've got to figure out how the to problem is. You, well, the problem is you played under. Right. So you're kind of in, you're pretty much doomed there. However, if you I there's mean, a way the way you could not lose. There's money. a number that's available right now well, in game that works. Well, not the middle. No, not the middle to just break well, even. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could or you could chase and try to make. No, more. no, no, no. <laughs> I just want to break even. But you do have Rutgers is a good run yeah, for Rutgers. I do. Uh, I've got a little on the Irish, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully my Gales, my biggest bet of the night. Uh, Iona uh, can come home uh, as they are a seven seven point lead at halftime. Thus ends your NIT discussion for the evening. Um, so yes, we have Wright State moving on. The Gales are up seventeen, up seven. Oh, okay. at the break, forty two yes. to thirty five. Oh, I have them on the money line. Great. See, you listen to me. I do. Hopefully, we can bring it home. I have a monster puck Shadamas playing, but I'm not going to announce it till I get past Minnesota because I have Minnesota on the puck line right now. They're up one. On the Bruins with eight minutes, 23 seconds to go. So, big, 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 big windfall of cash on the line, I think, if I can get through this game. So, before we hit the break, and we're going to talk about some of the, you know, the big moves in free agency. um, Huge. I got to hire Vaughn Miller's agent. Vaughn Miller, he is headed to Buffalo. And I think the most important deal of the day was it yesterday that this came out? That Chase Daniel has signed a $2.25 million deal with the Chargers. Hey, man, it's a good job if you can get it, right? Living the dream. That is what Chase Daniel is doing. Here's a, for those of you watching, uh, Julio Jones reportedly going to be released from the Titans. Zadarius Smith headed back 
to Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, that's good for good our acquisition that's for good them. for our uh, future bet on the futures. Raiders. Uh, and then the Raiders made a couple moves. They signed Chandler Jones. They traded Yannick Ngakwe to the Colts. And uh, the Browns have released Austin Hooper. And apparently, we don't know what the Baker Mayfield saga is, but it seems like that is over. He's still in his feelings. I want to ask you a question. I saw um, Dan Orlovsky today Mm -hmm. had a thought on where Baker Mayfield could head. And I want to talk to you about that on the other side. Notre Dame and Rutgers. Apparently, it's going to be a track meet tonight in Dayton. You had it over in the first four. And now Notre Dame and Rutgers tending very, very over as the Rutgers Scarlet Knights have an early lead. That's Sean. I'm Tim. We're up and running. It is the nightcap here on Beeson. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zin 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zin Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zin Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zin 10 Challenge today at Zin.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N dot com slash 10. Zin Nicotine Pouches are for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We've got the first four concluding tonight, the final game of the first four, as earlier tonight, Wright State wins and covers against Bryant. The over ease uh, comes in with ease, and uh, Wright State heads now to take on Arizona on Friday, and uh, that total is a range of around 156 or so. So, Pretty high total between Wright State and Arizona. Uh, we've got a couple other games. Puckstradamus, you were firing today, Sean. I was. You were ready to go. I am. Unloading. Yes. Um, we have uh, under two and a half minutes to go in the first half. Rutgers with a two-point lead over Notre Dame. Uh, is this game happening in Dayton? 36-34. to 34. So certainly trending 
over, the first half over, I do believe is already clinched here uh, for this game. It was 62. Yeah, so that one is uh, in the bag, as they say, if you played the over. There was a lot of steam on uh, on the over in this game <clears throat> today. and uh, I've seen teams in the conference tournament go 10 minutes without scoring, so... Under still possible. I'm hoping for you. Yeah. I'm hoping. Well, I'm hoping for Not us. Not likely, but possible. You never know. Uh, first half line was uh, essentially a pick em. Uh If Rutgers has the lead, you're good. As Rutgers isn't missing. They are 30, up 39-34. <laughs> Rutgers is not missing. They just hit another three. They're four of eight from three, and they are shooting 59% from the field. They are unconscious. And it's not like Notre Dame's shooting poorly. That's the crazy thing. Notre Dame is 16 to 27 from the field. So it is uh it has been an entertaining game to say the least, especially if you played the over. Uh you're feeling great. We uh we are not feeling so great about that. And we've got our cigar bet on the line, which uh is I going feel decent. Yeah, I mean Rutgers is playing yeah. really well. Uh and and I'll be honest, Notre Dame isn't playing bad. That's the thing. True. I, I think Notre Dame is starting to is playing a little bit like they did against Virginia Tech, which was Virginia Tech just didn't miss against the Irish, uh, especially early on in that game. I, I want to get to something real quick before we get back to mm-hmm. the uh, the NFL. Uh, you mentioned Dallas beating Brooklyn tonight. Dallas came from double digits down in the fourth quarter to win that game, and they hit a shot as time expired. Spencer Dinwiddie hit a 26-footer from Luka Doncic. I saw it. Make it 113-111. So the uh, red-hot Brooklyn Nets, they lose at home. So no Kyrie tonight. And uh, the Mavericks improved to 43-26. and so The Mavs uh, continue to have a, a solid season there. And uh, a nice victory for the Mavericks at the buzzer as they get the uh, game winner from Spencer Dinwiddie, the Line in that game, it's always interesting. It's got to be tough for odds makers. Two and a half. So, you know, you look at, you play road games with Kyrie, and he dropped 60 the other night, and then you go back home, and he's not playing. So Dallas uh, actually did not cover. They didn't, by half a point. Yep. Uh, so there you go. Dallas wins 113-111, but does not cover. Got a handful of NBA games going on uh, right now. Minnesota putting it on the Lakers. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Fading the Lakers seems to be a uh, a profitable endeavor for uh, most folks. Mike Sando going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Russell Wilson introduced today. Carson Wentz introduced today. So you had some of those introductory press conferences and uh, some moves. So Von Miller, uh, after Randy Gregory did an about face on the Cowboys, the Cowboys were reportedly, okay, we're going to set our size on, on Von Miller. Von Miller now headed to Buffalo Pretty long deal. Six-year deal. Now, I don't know the specifics of it, Sean. Those are always – it's a three-year deal? Okay, three years is guaranteed, so there you go. But is everybody just going to the AFC, Sean? It looks like I mean, it. oh, my goodness <clears throat> gracious. It looks like it. One guy uh, changed his mind. Your guy from Washington. Uh, J.D. McKissick. McKissick, yeah. He was going to Buffalo, allegedly, then changed his mind. He's going to stay with Washington, so that's a big – I think addition or not subtraction for uh, you know the, the commanders. Sure, you know he's a very good Hard compliment. To say, isn't it? Yeah, to uh, Antonio Gibson. Weird. Yeah, I'll say this about Von Miller. First of all, his game is props. First, and this was amazing and surprising when I, I I read this. First defensive player in NFL history to sign two separate hundred million dollar deals. So 
Hats off to Von Miller and the consistency he's demonstrated over his career. And listen, Buffalo's in all-in all in now mode. They know they have the team. They feel like they have a good defense. I think Von Miller hopefully makes them a great defense. We will find out. Um, excellent pickup for Buffalo. Excellent addition. You know, I think it says a lot, too, about what players in the National Football League think about Buffalo and where the Bills are headed. Because like you said, Vaughn had other suitors. He could have stayed in L.A. with the Rams. Of course, uh, the Cowboys, as you mentioned, were actively trying to uh, ascertain his services after Randy Gregory went to Denver, and he chose Buffalo. And you don't choose Buffalo because it's uh, a great city. No offense to the people in Buffalo, but it's freezing <laughs> for uh, 13 out of the 12 months in the year there. And uh, also, it's way, way up in New York. So it's not like you can get in your car and go to New York City. So uh, does this make Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills the favorite? I think it makes them close to the favorite only because the division that they play in. Mm -hmm. So kind of like the, the Patriots six, situation. Right. The yeah. six games that they have are a lot less intriguing or seem to be even or there's definitely not as much parity in Buffalo's division as you see in the AFC North and now the AFC West. Yeah, I agree. And you kind of think back to the years where the Patriots were were running that division and it was the division was down. Now, you can't take anything away. They won the Super Bowl however many times, right? Seven times, mm -hmm. uh, six times, excuse me. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the AFC, man. It's it's everyone's trying to one up each other. Uh, it's it's going to be a fascinating conference. Uh, when it all comes down to it. By the way, we have gone to the half, and uh, Rutgers got a layup at the buzzer. Good play. Uh, Rutgers defended the rim, got a rebound, outlet pass, and finished at the buzzer. So the uh, Scarlet Knights head to the locker rooms up 41-36, to 36, waiting for that second half line that to pop. 77? Yeah. So uh, Rutgers covers the first half. Uh, the over sails oh, over the 55 in the second half. Yeah, you're going to need a snail's pace here. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a snail's oh, face man. in that one. Uh, so, uh, <sighs> looking over my shoulder, sometimes we can get that live line here. We'll, we'll get, oh, Westgate just popped, and I'm sure it'll be comparable. Uh, Notre Dame minus one in the second half against Rutgers, uh, which would mean Rutgers for the full game is now uh, minus four, as you see. Uh, we'll throw a graphic up there, minus four and a half for the full game. So, I think you'll be roughly around that spot, so. Um, you know, you look at the first half, and, and we're going to keep the NFL conversation coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour, but we've gone to the half here, Notre Dame and Rutgers. Is there regression coming for the Scarlet Knights? From the field, Rutgers closed 58% from the field, 18 of 31, 4 of 9 from 3. But it's not, I mean, here's the thing, you know, when you think about second half bets, okay, things are going to normalize. Notre Dame went 17 at 31 from the field. Yeah, so I'm going to sit weren't. tight. If it's meant to be, it's going to be. I'm going to sit tight sweat my hockey games. <laughs> so what do you got on the hockey tonight? I need Minnesota to win by two goals. Okay. We're pulling for that. Yes. Uh, my so minute 35 left. I should be getting an empty net here by the Bruins shortly. So My Iona Gales are, are leading by four right now over Florida with under 15 minutes to go. By the way, I did have a terrible loser. Toledo. Yeah. <sighs> Not not pretty. I just got a goal in the Flames game. That's great. All right. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Uh, I got an empty netter. Let's go, Minnesota. 
I do. So let's look at the total right now. So we're at 77. 72 and a half is the second half. See, the problem about playing an under in the second half is if you start getting fouls at the end, you're mm-hmm. sweating that sucker out, and Oops. it's just not fun. But I feel like Notre Dame is going to have to switch things up. If they want to, they're in a track meet with Rutgers, they're losing. Their season's over, obviously, if you lose this game. Mike Bray's going to have to, to do something different. I wonder if we see that zone maybe more prominent throughout the half. Force Rutgers to shoot. They're not a great three-point shooting team. You know, entering today, Rutgers, who is four of nine tonight, Sean, they were 181st in three-point shooting percentage. So I think it'll regress back to the mean. I would think under and Notre Dame would be the play in the second half. I still think Rutgers, obviously, up five has a good chance to win. I think they're 12-2 and two this year when leading at the half. So got Rutgers 70-58. to 58. Halftime, Notre Dame, or sorry, Rutgers leading 41-36. to 36. That is Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Some NFL talk with Mike Sando next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, JVT, and yours truly. We'll have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch. From the favorites to the potential Cinderella, sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only 19 bucks. Head on over to vsin.com slash madness. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Halftime at uh, in Dayton, Notre Dame, and Rutgers. Rutgers leading 41 to 36. Rutgers closed as a one point favorite. The second half total, 72 and a half. And Notre Dame, a one-point second-half favorite. I would lean towards the under uh, if I had to play anything in that second half. I think it will slow down a little bit. I need it to slow down a lot. <laughs> yes. For the uh, full game under, you yes, certainly need a lot of uh, slowing down. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep the NFL conversation going. We're going to talk plenty of college hoops as the show goes on. Uh, but let's bring in a gentleman who has uh, covered the NFL for many years and is doing great work at The Athletic. It is Mike Sando at Sando. NFL Mike always a pleasure you're up there in the Pacific Northwest and uh, a couple weeks ago or I guess last week uh, Russell Wilson heads to Denver introduced today Um, how surprising did this ultimately initially come to you I guess and what was the determining factor for Russell Wilson to okay the move to Denver well it's not a surprise that he's traded. The timing of it was, I thought that they might wait a year. Um, I thought that uh, they would probably run it back for another year, try to get as far as they can get. And then see a year from now, it would be time for a new contract for him to start talking. And I, I didn't think that was going to happen. So basically, um, you know, what, what it took for, for Wilson to approve it was that he went to a team that he would, was happy to go to really he he's been looking to leave for 
um, shoot, at least a year. If you remember that stuff came out when he criticized the team building, the offensive line, he made it known through his agent and people close to him that he wasn't happy with the offense with Pete Carroll there wanting to run the ball so much, all that. So um, you just never know. You know it's, even though that was going on, it's, it's hard to part with a top quarterback, right? To actually do it. So, so even if you could kind of see the writing on the wall, maybe I thought it would be a year from now. It's still, it's still kind of a jarring thing when it actually happens, right? It is, uh, especially because it seems like, and this is kind of why I'm going with the next question. What's the succession plan? What does Pete Carroll have in mind now? Because he does have this gapping hole at quarterback. Are they going to spend next year experimenting with Drew Locke to see if he's better the next time around? Do they plan to utilize an early draft pick for a quarterback of the future? Are they going to get active uh, moving forward in free agency, what have you heard as far as what Seattle's next move at that position? I don't think that they're in on a really someone who would be a lot of money, like you know, trading for Garoppolo or even trading for Baker Mayfield. I don't sense that. I think that Drew Locke will be part of it uh, this year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they signed somebody like a Mariota, you know, somebody like that. Uh, play. I wouldn't be surprised if they really liked somebody in the draft and took him. I don't know that they do, but if Let's just say uh, John Schneider and those guys, Pete Carroll, they just love Malik Willis or something, and they thought they could get him. They've got a bunch of picks this year. That wouldn't surprise me. I think they're enjoying the idea of kind of making it 2011 again, which they felt like the Russell thing had run its course, and he wanted out. It wasn't working. Really, they hadn't. They've had successful seasons. They haven't went in the playoffs. I mean, how many playoff wins do they have in the last four or five years? Hardly any. So I think they're excited to build the team without having to build it around a quarterback who doesn't want to be there and cost a bunch of money. Talking uh, to Mike. So, yeah, we're talking to yeah, Mike Sando. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, Mike. Mike Sando from uh, from the Athletic. Um, you know, last night we're sitting here uh, and we're you know we're watching college hoops unfold, and then Baker Mayfield goes to Twitter. And I would say pens, but no one pens anything anymore. But he uh, types his way uh, a note saying basically farewell for now when he's still under contract. So uh, what do we make of the Baker Mayfield situation? What's next for him and the Browns? Well, he could be their quarterback still, I suppose, if they don't get to Sean Watson, which I haven't seen anything in the last hour or so. But that's going to be up to Watson where he wants to go and that, and. You know, the Cleveland only has so much control over that. Obviously, that relationship is fractured. Um, I still would think there's an ability for him to come back because who else do they have? If he's healthy, he's not bad. I mean, he's not great, but he's not bad. And yeah, I think he was clearly not not healthy this past season. So um, interesting, isn't it? I feel like uh, doing that. Uh, you know, with doing Atlanta doing it too when Matt Ryan's there. These are all kind of awkward awkward situations that are going to have to play themselves out. So Mike, what do you, I mean, right now it's kind of a guessing game because he met with all these teams. Uh, He met with the Panthers, he met with the Saints, he met with the Browns. What do you expect? What's your hunch on where Deshaun Watson ultimately lands? You know, I thought initially it would, it might be Carolina, uh, you know, but, how would you know what's important to him? I mean, we can all say that I would go to Cleveland because they have the closest roster to winning, but 
he may want to go somewhere where they'll redo his contract or where he likes the weather or where he wants to live, and he hasn't given us any indication of that. So how could you find a leader in this clubhouse other than applying our own, the things that are important to us? And for me, I would be looking at the football side of it, right? That's what we analyze. And I would say, God, Cleveland would would be great. It's such a football town. He could go there, be a star, and they could win. But who knows what what's important to him he hasn't said. Now what's interesting, as we talked to Mike Sando, uh, senior writer for The Athletic, coming into the offseason, right when the Super Bowl ended, it seemed like the guy that would have found a new home by now is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yet he seems to be the quarterback whose name has been mentioned the least. Carson Wentz has moved. Uh, Russell Wilson has moved. Uh, Deshaun Watson is on the verge of move, moving. Mitchell Trubisky has found a home. Even guys like Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater have found new homes. Does San Francisco plan to stick with Garoppolo, or should we expect some clarity in that situation soon? I think they plan to move him. I think they do want to go on with Trey Lance. And I think one of the big issues is that Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw a football right now. He had shoulder surgery. So let's just say you're the Colts and you're interested in a quarterback who's not Carson Wentz. Are you going to hire? Are you going to get somebody and give up something for to pay a pretty high salary on somebody who can't throw the football? Remember, they went through Andrew Luck. His throwing shoulder was an issue, right? They can't do that. So I think that is a little bit of the problem. And uh, we saw the 49ers clear salary cap room. Uh, I was talking to a couple people over the weekend who wondered if they would just hold on to him deeper into the offseason until he's healthy on the assumption of this. There's going to be some team out there still desperate. Not everyone's going to get a quarterback. And so, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's what they do rather than sell him at a discount now, trade him at a discount now when he's not even healthy and teams may not even be able to pass him on a physical. Mike, what did the Colts do at quarterback? Well, they're in a real dilemma because the owner's upset and they ruled out Carson Wentz. They weren't going to do that, but I don't know that there's a – necessarily somebody who's an upgrade as a player, right? They may just get a wash as a player, but somebody different. So I really do think that uh, they're going to be reluctant to go big or spend big on somebody who's just a guy. I think they've done that and it hasn't gotten them over the top. What I've wondered is, would they decide to go with the guy in their roster? Who's kind of the opposite of Carson Wentz. That's Sam Ellinger, who seems to possess all those intangibles and leadership and all that, but is limited physically. Uh, remember, Wentz has all those physical abilities, but doesn't leave the locker room. People don't gravitate to him. He doesn't get it. And he makes terrible mistakes in critical situations. So I wonder if they would pivot to that. So that could be hard to ask Frank Wright to do that, right? Because he's going to want somebody who's a former quarterback himself. He's going to want probably more of the physical skills, but Frank Wright got his chance last year with his guy, right? And it blew up. So maybe maybe that's where they end up going um, rather than trading picks again for somebody who's not going to be the answer anyway. Mike, we have about a minute left. One name that I thought would be very intriguing, and I know the Eagles, the Colts, didn't work for them last time, but Gardner Minshew is sitting there in Philly. Have you heard anything, and we probably got about 50 seconds left, regarding the Eagles' backup quarterback? Yep. Well, I I do think he's it would be interesting someone for somebody like Seattle for somebody like uh, like the Colts. I do agree that he's he's a name. He's probably best as a bridge quarterback. But if you don't have one, you might need two. And I think he's part of a two quarterback package and could 
you know, at least get you through some of the games. You can follow Mike on Twitter Great at stuff, Sando Mike. NFL. Read his work at The Athletic. It's always tremendous. Mike, we always appreciate the insight. Thanks. Thank you. There he is. Mike Sando covering the NFL. We head behind the counter. Sean is fired up about something. Raising the roof. He's he's all sorts of jacked up. NC Daybelly Tournament is here, baby. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC Chicken Sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC Chicken Sandwich today. Second half underway out in Dayton. Rutgers leading Notre Dame 44-38. to And uh, Rutgers already has hit a three in the second half. They are red hot uh, in, this, uh, in this game. And Notre Dame's actually shooting quite well, too, but not as prolifically from three. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. And let's go behind the counter. We always love to do this. Chat with our good friend Chris Andrews from the South Point and uh, get the latest on some of these first round games where the action is coming in. But before we jump to the first round games, Chris, I saw you tweeting about tonight's Notre Dame Rutgers game. What was this action like? And I, it, it just it felt like it was uh, to steal a word from your uh, from your partner in crime over there, Vinny. It was toggling quite a bit. Yeah, we toggled back and forth uh, with uh, which team was going to be favored. We wound up uh, going off at Rutgers minus one. Uh, pretty even action as long as uh, as long as it stays away from that one. Either way, we should be in decent shape here. So it's been a hell of a game so far, too. Yeah, it yeah. has a lot of uh, a lot of action, uh, a lot of scoring. Yeah, so. last night games, by the way, were horrible. Both <laughs> not if you're an under better uh but yes they were no not. I, no you're right but as far as uh, the beauty of the game of basketball it was uh, it was tough to watch especially that uh corpus christi corpus christi yeah. texas southern i swear i was in the wreck and i had necks <laughs> and we were watching these uncles finish playing full court <laughs> Um, and Wyoming couldn't hit a layup. Oh, goodness gracious. You know. And they were turning. And they're starting guard at 10 turnovers. Yeah. It was it was ugly. unbelievable. It was yeah. quite ugly. Uh, all right, Chris, let's get to uh, let's get to the big games tomorrow as Notre Dame promptly misses a layup to uh, talk about our conversation here. Um, all right. Let's uh, we, we always talk during the college football season about, you know, beware of the trendy dog. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. there feels like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like there's a couple trendy... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Dogs, and they're going to be playing... Uh, one's going to be playing right off the jump. South Dakota State against Providence. What yeah. what are these splits like? I got to I haven't met a person yet who's like, yeah, I like Providence. So what what are your numbers like on South Dakota State and Providence? No, it's uh, you know our first of all money wise. I'm looking here. I, I mean, I, I got about a two hundred dollar difference. I mean, so really? Oh, okay. Nothing. Yeah, and ticket wise. That's pretty close too. It's okay. like about twenty-five tickets, you know, which is nothing. Uh, so yeah, we we uh, they there are. I hear a lot of people talking about South Dakota, South Dakota State. I think Providence was way overseeded. I think that's one of the problems you got here, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of reflected in the number. They're only a two-point favorite. Uh, so I think I think that was probably one of the issues. And South Dakota State, well, they win like thirty in a row or something like that. And I know it's in the Summit League, but still. Uh, yeah, it's hard to win all those games without a single blemish on your record. So they, they've gotten, uh, you know, quite a bit of support. But like I said, we're we're pretty even on the game right now. So I I don't see that one being a big trend. But we can go up and down the lineup. There's there's a couple trendy dogs in here. For sure. Fire fire away! What are yeah. what are the trendy dogs? I'm curious. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the top of the chart here. Uh, New Mexico State's a trendy dog. Vermont, a trend. Now I've got to tell you. That's a game I'm really looking forward to watching. Vermont's good. I kind, you know, I kind of had my eye on both teams. You know, I think I don't know if it was your show. I don't think it was. It might have been on Gills or maybe Matt. You know, they asked me who's like a you know a little bit of a sleeper, and I told them Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a little bit of a sleeper, but Vermont's very good. Mm-hmm. They're a talented team and a veteran team. So I mean, this is a game. It's kind of sad to see this matchup because I kind of wouldn't mind seeing both of them advance a little bit, but obviously that's not going to happen. So anyway, that's a trendy dog and go down, you know, St. Peter's getting a bunch of wood really? from Kentucky. Yeah. They're a trendy dog. I don't think anybody expects them to win our, right, but a lot of money shown on them. Georgia state getting a bunch of points from Gonzaga too. I mean, I'm just going right down the line here. Uh, so uh, real quick, the biggest de- you know, Chris, real quick, biggest yeah. decision of the day. We're going to need UCLA over Akron. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Biggest decision yeah. of the day. UCLA over Akron. How much have you guys so moved? Far. How much have you guys moved that number? Which one? Uh, UCLA Akron. Well, I opened 16. I'm down to 13 and a half. Okay. Wow. So the biggest mover, I remember you guys opened and, and credit to you guys. I, I believe you were the first in town uh, to get your numbers yeah. up. Uh, so that's yeah. it's a, it's quite the island to be on there, uh, as we know. Yeah. So people are firing away. Uh, we were doing our show, and you guys came on. Uh, I believe you opened Vermont 8 uh, against Arkansas, so that got bet down pretty quickly. What are some of the other big moves you've seen so far? Yeah, that one was a, that, that's a big mover, you know. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I really like both teams. I'm sad to see them being matched up against each other. Uh, you know, some of them moved like a point or so. I'm looking at North Carolina. You know, we opened that two. We're up to three and a half. That's actually a pretty decent sized move. Uh, you know, when your numbers are, are that tight. Uh, Murray State, we flipped favorites. Uh, so I don't know if there's a trendy dog one way or the other. But we opened San Francisco two. We're now at uh, Murray State two. Uh, so you know that that that's probably the biggest mover. 
but I am starting to get evened up on that game pretty good. Uh, so, you know, those are some big ones. I'm trying to see what Iowa, I think we opened Iowa. I think, oh, okay. I thought we opened eight. We opened nine. We're up to 10 and a half. Uh, the Providence game, you know, that didn't move much. A lot of business, but we're, we opened two and a half. We're at two. So that wasn't a big one. Gonzaga, we opened 22. We went as high as 24 and a half, and we're back down to 23. So we've had a lot of movement on that game. But uh, right now, we need Gonzaga. Uh, there is a lot of money on Georgia State, but. You know, like I said, we got almost 24 hours till post time there. I think we'll get plenty of Gonzaga money by the time they tip off. Yeah, well, based off of uh, the way we're we're noticing traffic down here, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, uh, you should be okay. You're getting some money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in in, uh, in the window yeah. there, we're talking to Chris Andrews, sportsbook director over at the South Point. Always love talking to Chris. Um, you know, at this point, uh, and as you mentioned, there's going to be so many more uh, opportunities. This is a game tomorrow. It's uh, it's an afternoon game, so. You know, I'm sure you'll see ticket count. I don't know if you have it off offhand, uh, but what's the ticket count on UNC Marquette? I feel like UNC has been a very popular favorite this week, maybe by my guesstimation, but I'm curious uh, if you have the ticket count on that one where you're looking. Yeah, we're about 3-1 to one on North Carolina. Uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely one of our bigger uh, – bigger needs at this point, you know, and I hate to go on record too much right now because we still have a long, so way much to go tomorrow. But, yeah. Yeah. But we opened this too. We're up to three and a half. I mean, that's a, like I, I said before, that's a pretty big move when your numbers are that tight We're about three to one ticket ratio on North Carolina. But, you know, I mean, we got a big East team Marquette and they were a little bit up and down all year, but I, I think they'll, 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 I'm not, I'm not sad being in this position. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Never, he's never sad being uh, in his position. I'm usually not. I I'm usually not. We'll take our chances. We usually wind up all right at the end of the day. I'm coming over tomorrow. We're gonna get a hot dog. You guys got those good hot dogs <laughs> right outside the book. <laughs> uh, yeah, geez, I, I got some bad news for you. Uh oh. Hope this doesn't. I, uh, we had to go to a dollar fifty on the dog oh, instead of a dollar. Well, and a well I have you with me, so I'm not worried about what they cost. Oh, no, even Mr. Gone, he pays. He, he pulls cash out of his pocket. matter of fact, I got a couple ones here for his bankroll. That's his hot dog money. I got him sitting right here. <laughs> um, Chris, we got, about a, we got about a minute and a half or so. Uh, how are you guys sitting up right now uh, in the futures market? How much, you know, how much have you been moving at all? And, and, and who are you going to be cheering against uh, when it comes, when it's all said and done? Well, I can't get them off Arizona. Uh, I've tried to keep that number as low as possible, and it doesn't matter. We keep getting money on them. And, you know, we have two spots down on the Arizona border in Mesquite mm. and uh, get a lot of Arizona people. And, and like I said uh, earlier, I, it's not like they're throwing away their money you know, betting Arizona. I mean, it's a pretty good team right now. I mean, I think they're legitimately the second best team to Gonzaga. And of course, both being in the West, they had to move one of them out. I'm not sure that's going to really affect much. Uh, certainly not the first two rounds anyway. Uh, so, I, you know, Arizona is one of the teams I'm getting a lot of business on. Uh, Houston, I got a lot of business on. Um, you know, there's a couple up and down a lot, but I think those two are very legitimate teams that, uh, that had me scared a little bit that, uh, you know, right now I don't do so well. I, I was sweating Duke earlier, but we got kind of evened up on that. They're, they're not too bad for me now. So, you know, those are the ones I kind of got an eye on. And I think, uh, you know, Arizona and Houston will certainly get through the first round. And then after that, we hope somebody can knock them off somewhere along the way. 
Check out his books, Then One Day and Then One Year, his most recent book, looking back at the year uh, that we had to all deal with uh, COVID-19. Chris, as always, a pleasure. Great and stuff, uh, enjoy man. the day tomorrow. We'll have a lot of fun, fellas. A lot of fun. There See you is. later. Chris Andrews, the sportsbook director at South Point at Andrews Sports. We got a barn burner in Dayton. Notre Dame, a three to cut the deficit down to three. It is the nightcap here on Visa. Get every. Get every. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.